Hello and welcome to the Tillage Edge with me, Michael Hennessy. This is your regular update for all your tillage news and advice. Harvest is well underway now with winter barley nearly completed and some oats and little oilseed rape also harvested. The yield results so far appear to be varied across the country in winter barley, but other crops seem to be forming a little better. Today I'm joined by John Pettit, a tillage advisor in Wexford, and Conor Kavna, a tillage advisor in Tipperary, to get an update on how the harvest is progressing with their clients. Connor, can I first come to you? Can you give us an update on the winter barley yields in your area? Winter barley yields so far in Tipperary have been quite variable, which they have been across the country, but I suppose there's anything kind of from two tonne up to 4.8 tonne being achieved at the minute. Um, I must uh, emphasize the early sown crops and the earlier harvested crops have been generally on the poor side of the yields, yielding kind of anything kind of from two tonne up to 3.2, 3.4 tonne. But um, I suppose it's, it's the it's the later sown crops now have really come to the uh, come to the fore, and I suppose the crops that have been later harvested they seem to yield in that bit on the on the positive side of three and a half tons up to up to kind of four and a half. Okay, and in terms of percentage wise, um, Connor, what's the split between early and kind of late in in, in your areas? And most of it's most of it planted early, or what way was it? I suppose it was 50-50. There was an awful lot of crops put in, uh, winter barley crops put in the last week of September, the first week of October, and they were the ones that were first harvested and generally tended to, to yield the poorest. And, and also, I suppose, the the, the the bushel weight or the KPH on them crops generally tend to be quite low as well. They were kind of anywhere kind of from 58 to, to 62. Um, whereas the later sown crops, they seem to be yielding, I suppose, between uh 3.5 up to a little along with four and the bushel weight on them were kind of between 64 and 68 kph which is a bit more i suppose standard for 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 winter barley um at the minute i suppose there's probably between 70 and 80 percent of the winter barley in in tipperary cut whereas you're probably looking at closer to 85 90 in the south of the county and kind of 70 80 in the in the north of the county okay and in terms of those high yields and low yields were straw yields are they kind of tracking those as in the lower yielding crops that they tend to have lower volumes of straw or or what way did it work out yeah i suppose look this year generally across the board straw yields are are, are back somewhat whereas farmers uh, in previous years were achieving kind of they're between 14 and 16 um standard four by four round bales to the acre they're, they're back to kind of 10 12 so they're back kind of 10 20 percent in terms of straw yield across the board okay geez that's pretty significant between the grain and the and the straw yields. John, um, can I bring you in there and, and ask you pretty much the same question? How is winter barley yields faring out in the southeast? Again, probably it's, it's no different than, than Connor's um, part of the country, Michael. Again, hugely variable. Never seen yields as variable as this year. Um, anything ranging from sort of 1.8 tonne up to 4.7 tonne. Um, but again, the bulk of the crops probably fall in between 3 and 3.5 tonne. Um, so again, like I said, it's very, very variable. Um, again, bushels like ranging anything from sort of 52 to 68 as well. Like, so a huge variation in bushel weights as well. Jesus. And straw yields, is, is that kind of a mirror image of what Connor was talking about? Sure, they are to, uh, to a large degree, Michael. Yes, they're, they're tracking um, grain yield as well. Like, so like there has been some very poor straw yields and again, some exceptional straw yields as well. Okay, both sides. And Connor, can I come back to you just in terms of maybe trying to, you know, you know your 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 farmer clients very well, and you're probably walking an awful lot of those crops along through the year. And from your knowledge or based on your knowledge about 
how they were treated during the year and in, in, in the various rotational slots and that. Have you come to any conclusion or can you put your finger on why some of the yields are very poor in the other side of the house, why some of the yields are very good? Yeah, I suppose, Michael, just kind of from tracking crafts through the year, um, you kind of had a fair idea coming up to harvest. There was going to be massive variation. I suppose it's the first first year really that we're seeing. Um, there was a lot of um, yellow dwarf virus, BYDV, in, in some of the earlier sown crops coming, coming out of the winter. And that seemed to hit yield significantly this year, where in the past three, four, five years, it, it hasn't seemed to have much of an impact on crop yield. Um, also, in terms of um, in terms of continuous barley rotations, um, there them crops seem to come in um, that bit earlier. So crops fields that are growing continuous winter barley, they seem to come in that bit earlier, and they were generally on the on the lower kind of yield. So any farmers using kind of a good rotation on the farmer using break crops, they seem to get that bit more. They seem to get an extra half a ton to the acre this year, and sure. I suppose you possibly would have the the slight the slight impact there of. Um, uh, a, a very a very dull kind of month of May probably didn't didn't help in the in the grain fill process. And John, similarly, down in your part of the world, was there anything that, that anything else that maybe stands out to you from 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 your clients and maybe picking up a little bit on on, on Connor's um, point there in terms of continuous barley was was take all a factor. The same story, like BYDV, like was evident in a lot of crops and where it was evident. Um, the writing was on the wall for the crops, so yields were very disappointed in those scenarios. I suppose other things that people are probably not looking at as well is like ultimately winter barley is always grown in a graveyard slot. It's grown predominantly after winter wheat. So like take all is always going to be an issue. And I'd say some people are forgotten about the autumn that we had. We had a particularly mild autumn last year. So you would have expected that you would have had high degrees um, of primary take all infection. And another thing, Michael, I suppose that is evident as well among some some growers as well, is that in light of where fertilizer prices were, people decided to cut back on NP and K, and in some cases all all three, um, and they have definitely definitely suffered for it as well. Um, and and John, in terms of those cuts of fertilizers, what was that significant in terms of was it? Kind of a ten to twenty or thirty percent, or what? What sort of figure did, would you have in your mind as regards what they cut it back by? Smaller growers, Michael, like that, may in the past have used more like may have used it maybe as much as maybe four bags of tens. Like could have changed it out for a, a lower PK compound, um, and instead of maybe applying four bags, they might have applied three bags as well. So, like it, it is evident, like they're from talking to different growers. And again, these are primarily smaller growers as well, like they might be on mixed farms, but guys that have pulled back on NPK rates have suffered for it. So is it, the, is it the case or not that the higher input guys tended to get on better where the crop was in, a, I suppose, a, let's just say a, a, a proper rotational spot and were sowing not early, maybe sowing on time rather than not early? Are they, are they the guys who are coming out with the more consistently maybe coming out with the bigger yields? Yield ultimately, Michael, this year was linked to sowing dates. So I'd say, yes, that, that was a contributing factor. But also, I suppose, the guys the guys that did cut back that based on particularly on P and K usage, right, probably wouldn't be as conscious, altogether as conscious of soil fertility. So the larger grower, or in some cases, the more committed grower, like perfectly well aware of 
the contribution that, that soil fertility and having adequate P and K levels contributes to yields. So they weren't willing to cut back this year, even in light of fertilizer prices. And I think they've been justly rewarded for it. So moving on a little bit, um, Connor, coming to you in, in terms of the rest of the harvest down your parts of the world, down in Tipperary, is there anything else harvested down there and, and how is that faring? Yeah, I suppose, um, Michael, there's probably between 30 and 40% of the, the winter oat crop cut at this stage in Tipperary. At the minute, crops generally seem to be going quite well. There, there's not as much variability as there has been in the winter berry. So the winter oat crops are generally yielding between three and four tonne. So some a small bit along with four tonne. And uh, I suppose the bushel weight uh, is generally uh, more normal for, for oats between kind of 49 and 52 um, so uh, I'd say the winter oats is probably averaging in around the three point seven tons, which would be um, a reasonably good yield for um, for winter oats from for the county. Sure, it would. And any, anything about oilseed rape? Any of that harvested out there yet? Yeah, I suppose there's probably um, there's probably about ten percent of the oilseed rape in the county caught at this stage. Um, uh, so far, the yields are quite promising. They're coming in around between one point eight and two point two tons per hectare. Um, Moisture ranging between 9 and 12%. So farmers are generally happy with how the ISD rape is cutting. Um, but I'd imagine there will be a lot more of that cut over the weekend and er- early next week. Very good. Jeez, that sounds that sounds very in, uh, promising, certainly to 1.8 to 2.2 in terms of winter ISD rape. It's, that's, that's, that's very good. Uh, any similar reports, John, down your part of the world in ISD rape? Yeah, again, Michael, there's probably, I'd say, about 20, 20 to 25% of the rape cut. Um, again, the bulk of crops are doing between 1.8 and 2 tonnes. There's some reports of a little less than 1.8. And again, there's some growers coating on particular blocks of land up to 2.1 and 2.2 tonnes. Um, again, it's coming in up until today. It was coming in a very good moisture as well, 9-10% moisture. But with more overcast weather now, moisture is aren't altogether as favourable. Today I was talking to two growers and they're running at around 11%. So um, that was to be expected. Um, I suppose on the oat front, then again, Michael, we don't have altogether as much winter oats cut down here. But again, the bit that is cut, um, you're talking three and a half to four tonne. But again, I said it's not. What is cut, there's not a lot of it. But again, what actually is surprising, the fact that the oat harvest is a bit early this year, I would have expected that bushels would have suffered. And surprisingly, they haven't. Like, I've actually seen bushels on, on return dockets of up to 57. So right, that, was a, that was a pleasant surprise. Very good. That's great. And, and John, as you're there, um, just in terms of the other crops that are that are waiting to be harvested, how, how are winter wheat and spring barley looking now? Are they holding on long enough, do you think, to, to, to deliver on some of the yield promises that are out there? Yeah, winter winter barley, Michael, was called a little bit earlier than expected, um, as was obviously the rape, I'd say, to a degree. Well, to, to a certain degree, oats is, has been caught a little bit on the early side as well. The winter wheat harvest is not going to be, it's probably going to be closer to a normal um, harvesting time. Um, crops are still quite green and held on quite well. And um, there's absolutely huge promise in winter wheat. Um, spring barley as well as a crop in the area. And we would have a significant amount of spring barley sown. Again, I've actually never seen spring barley looking as well, Michael. And um, to be fair, everybody talks about the fairy tale harvest of 2021 but i don't know um this year looks very promising as well but at this stage i suppose all we need is agreeable weather to shoot to ensure that all these crops are captured michael we, we we hope we won't give it the commentators curse at least anyways it's certainly been all looking well is, is it similar then your direction connor because i know 
Now, in your part of the world, you might have had maybe less rain than on average. So is this, how is it looking, those two crops? Yeah, well, I suppose just to follow on from what John was saying, the winter barley or the spring barley is looking very promising at the minute. Crops crops are looking super and look, it, it's all it's all down to, I suppose, the weather forecast now over the next two, three weeks um, to see if they can be caught in good conditions. But um, winter wheat is looking very, very promising too, but it, it is starting to turn a small bit earlier than, than, than a lot of the growers would like. It's starting to kind of go off a bit go off colour a small bit. So I'd imagine there could be winter wheat caught in 10 days time in, in, in parts of Tipperary. Well, look, guys, it's um, it, it's great to get a bit of an insight from you. Um, it started out poor. Let's just hope it hope it'll um, it'll keep rising into really good deals afterwards because I, I suppose, look, there's a lot of a lot of bills to be paid out there in terms of the, um, the, the expenses this year. So Connor and John, thanks very much for joining me on the podcast and hopefully we'll have you back again. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Mike. So that's it for this week. And my thanks to Connor and John for joining me on the podcast this week. But before I go, I want to mention that the new nitrate rules require all tillage lands to be stubble cultivated no later than 14 days after harvest to encourage green cover. This is to encourage volunteer growth to trap free nitrogen in the soil and prevent this nitrogen leaking into the rivers. This will prove difficult for some farmers and we await the final text of the nitrates rules in the coming week or 10 days. And there may be some changes or amendments to this, but until these are published, we will have to go with the existing rules. Finally, don't forget if you enjoy this podcast, then recommend it to a friend or colleague and as always rate, review and follow on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you never miss an episode. And for more information, go to jargets.ie. I'm Michael Hennessy. Thanks for listening and I'll be back next week with more tillage news and advice.